Hi guys, welcome to the Beyond Fitness podcast brought to you by myself, Jake Van Hoff, otherwise known as JVH Fitness. And Kate Reese, also known as Curves on Kate. Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Beyond Fitness podcast. Today we are going to be covering yo-yo dieting or weight cycling, Mm -hmm. as it can be referred to in the research. But don't worry, we are not going to be going too sciencey. Kate? Too wordy. Too wordy. Yeah. Yeah, we won't do that. And if if I do... Jake, Jake does like to jump on that bandwagon. If I do, Kate will elbow me. So if you hear, (laughs) if you do hear a bit of that, then it was probably Kate. That's me telling Kate, telling Jake just to... Quite well, he's Rain it in. Yeah. <laughs> Rain it in. Stop trying to sound clever. Yeah, basically. Uh, small man syndrome, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I guess the ideal place to start would be to define what we mean by yo-yo dieting, what we're, uh, what we're referring to. It wouldn't necessarily be a, an, an exact definition, but um, just make sure we're all on the same, on the same page, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something that everybody is very aware of and everybody's probably got their own, like it, there's very much a spectrum of it as well. Everyone's probably got their own viewpoint on it. Um, but I mean, in terms of what we will be referring to today is that very much, you know, buying into a specific diet, whatever it may be, um, losing a significant amount of weight or even losing just like a little bit of weight and then that almost rebound back when said diet isn't sustainable or you've not really learned a huge amount from that diet Um, and as a result you kind of rebound and quite often regain more weight and probably end up in a worse place than when you started the diet. Is that about what we're thinking? Yeah I would add in potentially uh, for me what I want to go over is is less um dieting and the general trend that a lot of people regain weight when they diet and more the very low calorie diet very restrictive diet followed by big rebound so Mm -hmm. your typical diet for summer holiday doing no carbs before marbs keto or cambridge diet or whatever foo-foo that that individual is doing followed by the big rebound um afterwards less um, I think it'd be reasonable to say that yo-yo dieting could also encompass just generally people who diet actually in quite a clever way and mm-hmm. what should be a very successful diet, but then they rebound for whatever reason. Um, I personally look to be covering the diets that are doomed to fail almost. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. doomed to fail because even ridiculous diets could be maintained, but um, yeah, that trend. You're almost shooting yourself in the foot before you've really... Yeah. And don't get me wrong. We both know that using very restrictive methods can mm-hmm. can be maintained as long as the behaviours are then um, shifted to maintenance and a more sustainable approach taken afterwards. But that's not generally the trend that we no, would That's see. not really what we're talking about today. Either, it's, not what we're, it's not what we're talking about. No. Um, so I guess, you know, first place to kind of delve into is why do we yo-yo diet? Um, and, and what is it that fuels that? Like, where did it where did it all kind of start? Do you want to start with that? I'm going to throw out a reason. Mm-hmm. I suppose we can just throw reasons as we go. go My first it. one would be uh, everyone wants 
things yesterday nowadays. Instant gratification, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was literally doing a client feedback this week where she'd lost a kilo this week and brought up the whole, I don't know why I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I just see other people losing quicker. Mm -hmm. And I actually ended up going super geek mode and broke down the size of the calorie deficit that she'd have to be in to lose two kilos, for example. Um, It happened that her maintenance calories would add up to 18,500 calories for the week. And to lose two kilos, she'd have to um, be in a 15,500 calorie deficit. So she had 3,000 calories left for the week. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, by all means, let's do the Cambridge diet and do 400 calories a day. But that's the only way we're going to do this, aside from shooting up massive amounts of activity. So anyway, I guess that comparison thing is always there. You see people who have uh, maybe started... Uh, their starting pictures they've put up are very unflattering, belly pulled out, uh, pushed out, poor lighting, and their finished photos are super defined, great lighting, maybe photoshopped. And it gives that illusion that when we diet, we should be making humongous changes yeah. in short periods of time. And I think that that can create a comparison, a comparison culture. Yeah. And also just an impatience culture. Absolutely. I've had, honestly, I think I've had the same conversation that you've just said with three of my clients this week, two of which come from history of Slimming World um, mm. and are very much of that um, opinion of kind of stepping on the scales and seeing quite significant drops each week and almost that being like expected from that kind of group. Um, and it's just not like, I mean, the way we coach, we wouldn't be expecting people to drop like six, seven, Seven pounds every week. Um, I mean, but, but but why does that happen ultimately? Because they water cut, they food course. cut. So these this isn't even body it's fat not, loss. Yeah, it's literally just like water. I mean, I like I've worked with with boxers in the past. If someone wants to just cut for a a, a specific time to yeah. step on a scale, by all means, you'll look like shit. You'll feel like and shit. you'll feel like shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's getting out of that. Um, and again, I actually had a client today or yesterday who mentioned that their check-in being on a Friday felt too much like the close of play and that the weekend was a bit weekend. of a write-off. And yeah. I went right through them, to be quite honest, and said, that's a bullshit attitude. And if yeah. that's what you're looking for from my coaching, don't bother. Because yeah. we aren't Slimming World, we aren't. Yeah. This is weigh-in day. It isn't like you've had weigh-in day and now have your weigh-in treat because you can go and have like a three-course McDonald's because you've weighed yeah. in today and you're yeah. not weighing in for another week. Like it just doesn't work like that. No. Um, so yeah, I think that instant gratification, um, and you made a really good point. I think of just about comparison. Like we are constantly consuming content of these epic transformation pictures and these people who are claiming they've lost X amount of weight in X time. And you know, for the normal person it's just not really doable um certainly not from a body fat point of view no so what about you um why we do it I think following on from that like instant gratification of that we will do anything you know you almost reach that desperation and I think a lot of things that people buy into really play on people's insecurity so you get bought into something you'll go really extreme for a little bit whilst it's new and it's a little bit exciting and it's it's a little bit different and you're seeing those instant results 
But then as soon as it gets hard, that's when kind of the yo-yo that we're talking about today will happen. Um, And chances are, because you have been so restrictive, that bounce back is going to be so much more extreme um, than if you hadn't been doing that and then had the same sort of circumstances. Mm. And what do you think of the magic pill uh, conundrum as well? What, that just everyone is looking for that? Everyone's looking for the magic for pill. For that one thing that's going to work. I, I 100% did it. Um, oh, me too. And yeah, I think everyone wants that one thing that they've been missing that would get them those amazing results. Mm-hmm. And we all... I feel like we're at a stage now and I think maybe my own little niche of quite educated people mm-hmm. warps me, but I feel like everyone knows No, deep they down, don't. but de- no, but deep down, I feel like they know. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Bottom line, dieting is hard. Yeah. Like it's hard. And sometimes I just think that, you know, yes, we look for that quick fix and we look for that thing that is going to take that away and and make it easy. But chance, like, it's just not, everyone's looking for something that just doesn't really exist. And it does, it does take actually putting in some serious work. Um, And, you know, that can be from obviously, you know, from a physical standpoint, but I think very much like a mindset standpoint as well Mm, yeah like people just aren't willing to actually knuckle down put in the work and actually reap the benefits they want to skip all of that and just get to that end result um I also think people are far too goal driven and not like process driven Mm. so they're too fix fixated on that very end goal and they're not actually willing to change the behaviors and things that they need to do to get to that end goal um, that's something that we do a lot in coaching is that we very much focus on the process and make that as enjoyable as possible and that end goal will be a byproduct of that yeah I, I do wonder whether that is a product of diet culture and the media more than actually innately in people's psychology because my general experience with people is that they are very willing to put work in uh, provided it's all explained to them and mm. you explain how important the process is and all those sort of things. I think people just really want that end goal badly. And the media have kind of warped them into focusing a lot on that end goal, but very little on the process that it takes to get there. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like a degree. Yeah. I mean, it, get, it comes, to... it comes back to what we're trying to sort of like cover here is why we do it. Because we don't have a clue how else to do it. Yeah. So you think that slashing calories and going really extreme is the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So um, I think we've touched on what fuels it. That was the next question. I I think what fuels it ultimately is um, diet culture, the media, um, diet companies. Yeah. Preying on insecurities and and desires to change which i i do see a lot of desire to change um in people i I saw a really funny little meme the other day which was um people and we're not going to get political here by all means people are so scared of taking the vaccine but present them with a pill yeah that's going to make them lose weight they have not got a clue what's in it yeah 
and they'll pop three of them a day. Oh, I mean, I've done it. Yeah, 100%. I won't lie. 100%. <laughs> Of course you have. I, I, I've, I've taken things that I am convinced were bad for my health. Mm. Um, some real dodgy stuff in them, I would imagine. Yeah. Looking back. And I can remember as a group, me and my mates talking about fat rippers. that We call them fat rippers because they were going to absolutely shred us up. Uh-huh. And I can remember there was like a black one. I can't remember what it was, but a, a black fat ripper. And it was like, oh, if we take these fat rippers, we're going to be absolutely rinsed. Of course we weren't. No. S- still aren't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I think we've covered that. I guess that kind of goes on to our own experience with it a little bit. Like, I will hold my hands up and say that I was an absolute poster child for yo-yo dieting. Um, I've been that person that has said, you know, I'm going on holiday in X amount of weeks and I just need to, I'll do anything to feel a little bit more comfortable or look a little bit better or whatever um and you go on holiday and you come back even heavier than before you started dieting realistically is it is that another good point potentially of of why people yo-yo diet is they have a complete ignorance to how long it takes to absolutely to lose body fat maybe an underestimate of how much body fat they have yeah and an overestimate of how quickly they can lose it yeah I would say, so I remember making a bet with my friend at school that I could get a six pack before the end of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was a front row forward in rugby. I was about 85 kilos. Bearing in mind, I'm 74 kilos just now and definitely more muscular. And I still don't have a six pack. And it was about, I think it was about February. So I had about four months. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, if I had absolutely... Drop the calories. I was so active at school. If I'd really dropped the calories, maybe I could have done it. But I was still eating Domino's most weeks mm. and Krispy Kremes and all that stuff. Um, but I genuinely thought I could drop that amount of body fat in four yeah. months. Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely think. Do you know what it is as well? And it comes back to that like initial, that initial drop you will see when you embark probably on a diet. Mm-hmm. Um, which is mainly water weight. Wh- exactly, which is mainly water weight. But that first week or two when you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's mm. it's falling off me. Yeah. And then, you know, two weeks in and you're like, oh, okay, we've not really moved much this week. And then another week goes by and you're like, right, okay, yep, same again. Um, so uh, what I'd like to do, Kate, is, is because I would not describe myself as a previous yo-yo dieter. I know you do and, mm. and something you've been through. I would like to ask you what, what fueled it for you generally and how did it make you feel? What fueled it? Honestly, <laughs> sounds really sad. Desperation, yeah. like a complete desperation of just, I need to lose weight as quickly as possible and I will pretty much do anything to do it um and how did it make me feel (sighs) horrible like it's you know you you start doing something and it's going well and you're feeling good and you feel like you're almost succeeding at something this time's different yeah it's like oh my god no I'm I'm cracking it this time this is it and then you get so far into it and it could have been the smallest trigger for me and that was it. And it wasn't like, I think for me, it wasn't a case of, I mean, I use the example of like going on holiday and then coming back heavier. 
for me it would just be like a weekend like a heavy weekend with friends um that would then follow on into another week because you know I'd started with good intentions on a Monday and then got into mid-morning and just being like nah do you know what and then it would literally just spiral and spiral and then I would literally be back at square one if not worse doing anything like I remember making like Pinterest boards of like body inspo just to like look at every morning to try and motivate myself like honestly I say I almost am a bit embarrassed to say that out loud um because it is sad and it's something that now even if I knew any of my clients were doing that I'd absolutely throttle them (laughs) but it's just it's it's embarrassing knowing what we know now yeah it's not necessarily no, like I would never judge anybody that was doing it because I know that it's so easy to to look at other people and think oh well if I just if I just see photos of them every day then you know that's going to be enough to to whip me into gear mm. um but yeah honestly I'd say that the way it made me feel was great for a little bit and then just like a complete epic failure mm. that's quite interesting because that's that's certainly a pattern that I see with the people I come across who come from a yo-yo dieting background is I think, and it's maybe one of my biggest issues with yo-yo dieting is their confidence in themselves to be able to make a change is really low and Mm -hmm. their confidence in themselves to be able to see something out. I have so many conversations with people of um, everything's going great. Um, Hopefully I can just keep it up. Yeah. Like almost almost willing to write themselves off already. And that's not even a good, like that quote that I've just said isn't even a good example. But there's examples time and time again in people's check-ins with yeah. me that there's just that undertone of it's going great, but you wait, it's, it's going to fall so off. It's preempting that it's going yeah. to go bad, but that's, that's because it has in the past. It's, well, it, it is the... Um, it's that expectation isn't it it's, but... it's the woman who's been cheated on multiple times yeah. who can't trust, trust yeah a, any guy doesn't matter if they are a scumbag or not because that trust is going to open them up to be hurt again mm-hmm. so why not why not almost get ready to fail now yeah it's almost so like it hurts preparing less. preparing yourself for that disappointment will mm. will make you less disappointed when it actually happens. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm the same. I, I have conversations and I, I, ge- I genuinely do pick up on it a lot and I will call people out on it. Mm. And I'll be like, if you start speaking like that now, then chances are, you know, you're not going to be as successful as you can be. Because mm. like ultimately you've got to have that self-belief that you can do that. Like I have every faith in you, but that doesn't matter essentially like it has got to come from you totally so we are going to come on to um some of the negative effects of yo-yo dieting but i guess the next pertinent question for you would be so what changed um what changed honestly i actually educated myself a little bit um I started I think the big change for me was more so my relationship with exercise is I started 
started to exercise from a place of enjoying it and not just because I thought I had to and that was the only way that I would you know get into shape um and once I was you know in a regular routine with exercise and really enjoying that I kind of realized that my nutrition and my diet needed to be better Um, it's difficult for me because I've suffered with binge eating so I feel like that's almost like a different like yo-yo dieting and binge eating is obviously completely different and I think that it kind of went for me for like yo-yo dieting through uni then I really got into exercise and loved that but then I know my relationship with food took a real turn for the worse and that's when I was binge eating quite a lot so it's like it's difficult to pinpoint what actually changed I'd, I'd say that the biggest change was probably going through the whole binge eating thing and then getting help for that if that makes sense mm. yeah I mean, like it's quite a difficult question for me to answer yeah I mean uh, binge eating I guess is it's, it's I feel it's like a short form version of yeah, yo-yo diet and I think it's a condensed version my relationship with food was as bad as it was with binge eating probably as a result of yo-yo dieting previously if I'm quite honest because I think a lot of it stemmed from having those real restrictive times mm. and then having those real blowouts and they almost just got more extreme I mm. would say if I'm right we, we know it's a it's a downhill yeah um it's spiral it's a spiral because you you overeat more and then you restrict more and it just compounds compounds itself but i guess i mean and this is observational of course and you you may disagree that um you were still in that cycle of yo-yoing a little bit even with the binge eating you were still trying to diet the whole time oh absolutely yeah yeah like i was dieting that whole period yeah so um, and what we know what we now know about binge eating is that's the worst thing the you best thing you could have done is just stop dieting yeah and that almost ties in nicely to what we're talking about which is that was never an option for you i know you that wouldn't have even crossed your mind to stop dieting to stop dieting i know would that have crossed your mind no not at all <laughs> i'm i'm a bit stubborn <laughs> and yeah you were fully in, I was in it immersed in that oh 100% like I I I was very much head down blinkers on we'll do what we gotta do yeah even though you were getting that the same that we look at yo-yo dieters and go how can you expect yeah. a different outcome yeah but you were a PT I know and you were you doing the same thing like I and known better. It, it's just uh blinkers and yeah. uh, blind spot I, I can't see that that's not a thing yeah, yeah. this week's it, different yeah, oh, 100%. Like every single week you'd start again and you'd be like, no, this week I'm going to nail it. I've got this. And then it just wouldn't necessarily work out like that. It's it's funny because uh, I think both of us stopped our disordered eating from very non-traditional ways. Yeah. Because you've said before that the main thing that stopped you binging was us spending more time together. More time together. Yeah. The time that you would binge would generally be the weekends. When I was by myself. And the weekends. Yeah. And you weren't on your own at the weekends. We yeah. were spending a lot of time. You wouldn't get spare time together because, you know, we do stuff during the day and then yeah. we were sleeping in the same bed. There wasn't time yeah. in there. And for me, the binging probably stopped when I went back to uni and lived in a flat with two other people. I know you lived with one person, 
so the opportunity to be alone is higher mm-hmm. i lived with with two yeah and the likelihood of me being alone was very small yes um so my my binge eating was first year in halls with my own room with a lock on it mm-hmm. and um that summer in my mom's house yeah it stopped when i hit second year and actually i was living with four people yeah um and it's almost like being put in rehab mm. it's suddenly just it wasn't possible yeah I'm sure it, I'm sure I could have manufactured could it, have but it became yeah. so much more inconvenient. Um, I thought that was just quite interesting. That's completely off topic. Yeah, maybe we'll do. A, we will. Podcast we, we certainly will. Covering, covering yeah. that in a little bit more detail. We'll certainly cover binging. Um, so I think moving on from that a little bit, like inherently, like why is yo-yo dieting so bad? So I came into this with a bit of a preconception, um, and actually more of a hypothesis from observation and my hypothesis was that yo-yo dieting was would result over time in negative body compositional changes and what I mean by that is over time from the dieting you would lose lean mass and body fat um, so you would lose muscle Mm -hmm. and then from the overeating periods you would only gain the body fat and not regain the muscle I still think that that is what you would see in active individuals. I agree. All the research that I've read, which does not agree with my hypothesis, is on untrained, generally obese individuals. And the research says there is not significant metabolic changes and adaptations. um, And there aren't significant body compositional changes issues and actually a lot of the research concludes by saying therefore people should still be encouraged to to diet despite it being a paper on weight cycling i.e yo-yo dieting and would you ever really be sort of encouraging people to keep doing what they're doing when they're going through yo-yo dieting surely not no no um so i still hold that belief that for individuals whose goal is to, and this is a real generalization. I guess for optimal body composition, you're talking, aren't you? No. For the majority of my clients, they want to look toned and defined. Yeah. For like a general population. Right. So most of, almost everyone who comes to me wants to look toned and defined. If that is the goal, I believe yo-yo dieting will create the inverse of that. Yeah. It will leave you with less muscle, and more body fat. Yeah. And therefore also a reduced metabolic yeah. rate. Yeah. Because you'll have le- less lean mass, less active lean tissue. Mm-hmm. So you will have a slower metabolism. I don't think that's going to be super significant. Yeah. I do see in chronic dieters who spend long times dieting, followed by quite short overeating periods, and then long times dieting, quite poor Quite metabolisms, suppressed quite suppressed metabolisms. Yeah. But I would say that's a different topic yeah. slightly, yeah. not hugely. A lot of them are yo-yo dieters as well. So for the physical standpoint, I believe it will leave you looking worse, basically. Yeah. Another physical attribute would be um, that there is an increased likelihood of future weight gain in yo-yo dieters. 
-hmm. And that has been shown in research. It's not super significant. It's like five out of eight studies that were analyzed. There was a higher likelihood of um, regaining more body fat, regaining more weight than you started. Yeah. Um, And then of significance, but again, not shown in all studies. Some don't show this. Um, Increased adiposity. Um, and which just means body fat and increased central adiposity, which is generally linked with um, cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular disease, like yeah, um, stroke, cancer, increased cancer yeah. risk, etc. So, like your health markers, likely to have poor health markers, yeah, more likely um, potentially to have poor blood sugar uh, regulation, mm-hmm. uh, increased cholesterol levels, etc. So, those are the physical. Um, what would and and this is. I've not looked into the research of this, but observationally, Kate, what would you say are the psychological? Honestly, I'd say that even just listening to that and knowing that, I would say that the psychological like implications are actually a lot worse than the physical, despite that yeah. sounding quite bleak. Um, I think... The, the physical impacts were, from, from a research standpoint, much um, less bad yeah than I thought they would be yeah yeah so, yeah yeah Continue. so I guess like psychologically and mentally just from like a mental health standpoint mm. just from what I said with my own experience of just that almost like complete you know desperation and then feeling like you're kind of nailing it a little bit and then that complete failure mm. <laughs> um is not gonna be great for somebody's mental health realistically it's an absolute rabbit hole that you can get yourself into um and I think then going if that's something that you're kind of doing a lot it's only going to end in probably a pretty poor relationship with food generally um probably a fear of certain foods again like moving on what we said about the whole binge eating creating more disordered eating habits um, and more severe eating habits, like just getting more and more extreme as you get more and more desperate. Mm. Um, that is shown in the research is, is that you are at a higher risk of... Um, eating disorders. Uh, disordered eating patterns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, and it, it comes back to that like real all or nothing mentality that I think so many people have when it comes to dieting of you're either... You've, you either flick that switch and you're on it or everything goes out the window and you eat anything and everything. Mm. Um, I, th- I think um, the amount of importance we place on successful or unsuccessful dieting and our body fat, body fatness, body mm. fat levels, I typically see the average yo-yo diet has a very poor sense of self-worth as well they put a lot of their self-worth on their physical appearance yes and 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 so inherently because they're yo-yo diets so we assume that they've been unsuccessful they have actually a very poor sense of self-worth yeah they value themselves quite 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 poorly yeah they have low self-esteem they are inherently failures Mm -hmm. the way they see themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, and I personally believe that a lot of that stems from their experiences with dieting. I think if you are exposed to failure, 
enough times in any walk of life, you can start to believe that you are a failure. Yeah, I agree. That can then tie into job interviews. Yeah. It can tie into the likelihood relationship. It can tie into the likelihood of wanting a promotion, Mm -hmm. fighting for it. Why bother? I'll fail. Yeah. And I think that is one of the bleakest potential yeah, psychological impacts of yo-yo dieting. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you in terms of consultations with people who have been yo-yo dieters. Um, I generally find them to be the more self-deprecating, mm-hmm. almost, almost talking to themselves, talking about themselves as if they are just a piece of shit. Doomed. And worthless. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, you have conversations. It, it's, it's, I, it's painful to listen to. I do not tolerate it. And my clients, if any of them are listening to this, they will laugh because if they if they t- speak about themselves in a certain way in their check-in, I will go through them and I'll mm. be like, like do, do, don't, don't speak to yourself like that. Um, but it's true. Like you do find that the people who've probably got more of a history with that are the first people to really just bring themselves down. Yeah. And and ultimately, uh, something we've touched on earlier, there can be more of an element of self-sabotage, a bit yes. like the person who um, would never put them forward to it for a job interview they may be perfect for because yeah. they believe they're a failure. They Why bother? Why try? Or at the point that dieting gets hard, well, it was doomed to fail. Yeah. Even though they would be perfectly capable of overcoming that barrier exactly it's like one week they'll have a week where things maybe plateau a little bit and they maintain and they've had a fantastic week across the board it's just that scale weight isn't maybe playing ball and that but baby, it's like but that, that baby, is the trigger that baby goes flying out with the bathwater. that is the trigger and it's like well do you know what it's not working so why 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 continue why mm. why bother yeah um so what's the solution if you are a yo-yo dieter and you're really struggling to get out of that cycle, what? where do you go? What do you do? It's a very difficult one. It is. Because, you know, the simple answer is to take a more um, sustainable route to dieting, mm-hmm. form some form of accountability yeah. in terms of um, a coach, a group program, um doing it with a friend yeah etc although my experience of that is it's exceedingly toxic mm-hmm. um but i think it's very complex it's it's not a uh click your fingers and it's sorted and i think we would be uh overstretching the realms of our understanding and expertise to present a simple answer a simple answer <laughs> yeah. to what is I mean, is it the, the the reason that we have high levels of obesity? No, but it certainly is a contributor mm. to to why if if we ignore socioeconomic factors, so people are ignore the fact that a lot of people are are poor with poor education and poor and a time poor, etc. The average person who has the money to have always been in shape, they don't have those restrictive things that they were born with Mm -hmm. is that one of the biggest factors why those people maintain an obese state probably yeah probably i would say um yeah the research does show that guided diets 
are inherently more successful mm-hmm. and more sustained. Yeah. So by guided diet, I mean overseen by an expert of some kind, whether yeah. that be a coach, a personal trainer, a nutritionist, um, in part of a group program, etc. Not slimming clubs. No. Um, so yeah, I, I would say ultimately the solution where possible is having a coach yeah or, or which i mean obviously you know it, it seems like an easy easy answer to say that and having a coach is a luxury especially financially yeah however i would always present the question to somebody of you know don't keep doing something that isn't working like mm. don't just wake up like I used to be the worst for it of like starting a Monday morning and be like this week is different because chances are it's probably not unless you change something um I think you make a very good point actually so stop here's a really good starting place that involves no no changing of who you work with etc stop framing yourself as the reason that you fail and your own willpower, etc., and realize that it is almost certainly the method yeah. or diet that you have that chosen. Hundred percent. You mm. are not the problem. No. I'm yet to find someone that does not get results. Yeah. With myself. Yeah. And I think that we're both quite good coaches. Yeah. I think with more average coaches, they'd get results. Yeah. Most people who come to us want to make a change, yeah. right? And we went over that, but they failed so much. Yeah. Is that their fault or is that the system and the methods they use? 100% the system and the methods that they've used. So, so I yeah. guess that that's the first place you start is stop blaming yourself. Stop thinking that you are the problem and actually look at the method you're using. And then, you know. Yeah. Take, take a moment to think how unpleasant do I think that this will be yeah when you think about starting something and if the answer is moderately high to high maybe rethink that if you have a history of yo-yo dieting yeah one of my favorite quotes is nothing changes if nothing changes you fucking love that quote I love a quote (laughs) no that quote you love that I love that quote though because it's so true if you keep doing the same shit nothing changes yeah you've got to change it to make change it's true yeah I, I i fully agree um so i don't think we've we've presented a clear um solution other than maybe just moving that blame away mm-hmm. but i think that's a good place to start to finish yeah i think so no I, we're I not mean, starting for the with yoga diet minutes to start. with 38 minutes 30 seconds in, but I think also, people I think it's are a good well aware we've started. Yes. Cool. You know what I mean. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully yeah. you have learned something, given you some th- food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. And if as always. If you've got any thoughts on it as well, always open to other people's mm, thoughts and opinions yeah. on it. Um, obviously share yeah. if you enjoyed it. It means a lot when you guys share, comment, subscribe, subscribe, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform that you use. But most importantly, subscribe to catch our next episode, which will be next week. Yeah. And the overarching message, fuck yo-yo dieting. Yeah. See you next time.
see you next time guys